Hello and welcome to We're Listening, the podcast all about Frasier. I'm Will. I'm Kay. And this week we're looking at Season 2, Episode 22, Agents in America Part 3, in which Frasier once again relies on the wiles of his agent B.B. Glazer to negotiate a new contract with KACL. So Kay, in this episode, I'm not going to ask you, have you ever stepped out on a ledge and threatened <laughs> to jump into traffic? Um, but Frasier does wake up with a stinking hangover, and this isn't something we see that often in the show. When was the last time you had a really bad hangover? Um... You don't strike me as someone who's had many in your life, but I, I imagine you have had a few. You don't strike me as a sort of person who has a social life, mate. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what I meant. Uh, um, <laughs> last time I had a really bad hangover um, was a couple of a few months ago. I went out for drinks with people from work. Oh, this and is they pretty told, soon. They, they told me... Like, I mean, it was basically... It was just in between the end of the first lockdown mm-hmm. and our current lockdown. And it right. was... We'd gone out for a, f- a few drinks, and they told me one drink. And I went, oh, that's fine. Yeah, I'm not eating all day, because I've been working all day. I've got to work early. And they said, one drink. Um, and then we left the bar about half ten, having got there about half five. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Um, and then I woke up the next day, and the only time I left my bedroom was to make myself a full English. Oh, God. And then I went back to bed. <laughs> and, and I'm amazed you got that down. That's a lot to eat on a very dodgy stomach and head. Yeah, it was. What I did is I waited most of the day before eating. I woke up and then left it a few hours and then, yeah, full English. Wow. But, so, I mean, that's pretty fresh in your memory then. That's not long ago at all. Yeah, I mean, that was the first time in probably years generally like, i'm yeah. not i'm not a big drinker generally to be honest with you mm. like i'm not i don't drink to get drunk like i'll drink to have like a beer with a mate watching the football sort of thing you know what i mean it's basically just got amazing self-control and discipline which none of us have yeah, <laughs> so that's what you're saying here um i can't even remember actually i would probably say we had like a little get together at my brother's um after his um months months after his stag do um and it's like a little you know get to get the group back together kind of thing and i remember feeling pretty pretty dodgy when i woke up in the morning after that um a lot of lot of gin which my brother's a big fan of which i'm not and yeah it was still drinking so yeah that would probably be more but that was a while ago um i'm i'm, I'm a bit like you really i'm i pretty much i know my limits and i never kind of go go over that um i'm pretty good at keeping it and i'm, I'm quite good at drinking water to be honest when i'm drinking alcohol <laughs> yeah i'm good at, actually i'm good at having a normal drink next to me and sipping on that at the same time yes um and keeping hydrated folks that's important you, you gotta replenish your body <laughs> <laughs> having yeah having like a glass of water in between you know the chasers or whatever it's a good yeah. a water chaser it's a good rule of thumb <laughs> um shall we took ourselves into trivia corner this week eh? let's do it yeah excellent so we've been set in some usual questions by Corey and hamish so let me navigate over to reddit and find those okay i will begin key with hamish's for you are you ready i am indeed excellent okay numero uno god straight out the blocks with this one oh key. god who directed the episode <laughs> I am not ready. <laughs> <laughs> Let's untuck. <laughs> I, yeah, that's firmly untucked. <laughs> um, oh, God. I've got no idea. I don't. Mm. Last time I got it right because I just get guessed Burrows. Which is um, always a solid guess, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to let you know right now it's no good today. <laughs> it's not going to help I don't know anyone you. else. It's not going to help you. Neither do I, actually. <laughs> I, I genuinely don't really know. I don't, I'm not one of those people who picks up on directors. 
and I won't watch a film because it's directed by like some people are like oh yeah that's a Tarantino or that's oh a, you're not you're not like a, you don't follow the auteurs I, I'm not no, no I don't I respect I, that I respect that I mean I'm, I, I will watch a film if a certain actor I like isn't it mm. but I just don't I yeah that's interesting interesting distinction you draw in the sand yeah. there <laughs> <laughs> so you're gonna have to tap out of this one I haven't, I haven't got a clue. Um, it's Philip Charles Mackenzie, which does sound like <laughs> he is very high up in the Empire Club. To be that honest. does sound like he works in the art gallery with Philip Mason. Philip Mason. He does sound like he's got a lot of money in like, timber or urinal yeah. cakes, um, <laughs> like Maris. Okay, question two, Key. According to Niles, in what book will BB be writing Mrs. BB Crane over and over? Bonus, and in what part of said oh, book? I know this, I think. Do you? Do you? Um, is she going to be writing in the margins of her algebra book? Oh, I algebra think book. you're correct. Let me let me yeah. reveal. Algebra book and in the margin, well played. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a good little <laughs> line. And finally, in Fraser's apartment, what does BB think is awfully risky? And what triggers her to say this? Mm. I think I know this. Yeah, yeah. I, I, okay, I, okay, I think, mm-hmm. okay, it's, she says to Martin, don't you think it's awfully risky to leave us two unchaperoned, us mm-hmm. two kids unchaperoned, um, after, yeah, Martin says, okay, that's it, I'm going to hit the hay, I'll see you later. Mm-hmm. She says, don't you think it's awfully risky to leave us two kids unchaperoned? And I think Martin says rather him than me or rather you than me something like that you've given me way more than i needed because <laughs> oh, that right? is what i expect from you these these podcasts give it yeah leaving home fraser alone after martin says he's off to hit the hay but you were you were spot on um oh. so a very good innings there the director episode question is hard so um you know fair play but i think you did a good stab at the other two thank you off the mark in 2021 off the mark you are our first preview corner of 2021 yeah wow kind of love how all 50 episodes were in 2020 as well also, it makes me think, because I thought we were averaging like an episode a week, mm. um, but we didn't start like straight away in 2020, did we? We started a, a bit into the year. I think we must have missed one or two weeks in Jan, which explains the lag, because yeah. as far as I'm aware, we've never not put out something a week. Um, okay. The only two times we, when you, you know, had work oh, yeah, or something, had, like, we did John, John and, and Preston, yeah, so... Yeah. I think we've always managed to get something out. So it's annoying um, that we couldn't have that final round yeah. in number 52. Um, <laughs> but, we, you know, we can't control time. <laughs> okay, okay do, you do you want to uh, do your, your questions? Yep. Okay. Take it away, Maestro. Question number one okay. of 2021 <laughs> for William Carroll. I thought you meant you'd prepared 20 questions. I was like, <laughs> what? <laughs> Let's just go through scene by scene. It's going to be a question for every scene. Okay, okay. question one. Mm-hmm. What is the name of the former chairman of the wine club? Or president, oh, possibly, I think. Man, I don't think it's going to be Matthew Pym who staged the coup. Um, <laughs> it's not him. Um, oh, man. Oh, this is one the one name in that scene that slipped my mind. Maybe some initials here. Can I, can I curry favour for some initials? I, okay, I think, from mm. what I heard, I think the initials are R-B. That's R-B. Mmm... I'm going to guess Reginald Bookwriter. <laughs> You're not far off, actually. Um, it's Reggie Belknap. Oh, I gave him actually not that bad. Yeah, yeah. so Reggie's short for Reginald, so I'll let oh, you have that. Don't, don't give it me. Don't, <laughs> I, don't, I don't deserve that. Um, Reggie Reggie Belknap, did you say? I think so, yeah. I wasn't 100% sure of the last name. It was I had something like Belknap or Belknap, something like that. And KACL says Belknap, so I'm going to go with KACL, I think. 
Sounds good. Sounds, Sounds good right. enough to me. But good question. So, Reggie Belknap. Okay. okay. Question number two. Mm-hmm. When Frasier wakes up hungover, what is the first thing you see on the table? Weirdly, I think I might know this because I always forget what it is. Um, was it the, the carton of Alka-Seltzer? It is the carton of Alka-Seltzer, yeah. yeah. Nice, man. That's not the kind of question I'd normally get, so I'm taking yeah. that one and running with it. And do you know what Alka-Seltzer is? I know it's some kind of thing you stir into water. Um, yeah, do you put it in water and it all sort of fizzes and... Is it is it literally just to make water into sparkling water, or is it like something you take to calm the stomach? Or... I think it's something you take to calm the stomach. Like, I feel like there's a thing where people are, oh, I've got a dodgy stomach, I'm having alka seltzer. Yeah, like I saw the other day, um, Pepto Bismol in in the pharmacy, which I've, I've not had ever really, but it's obviously famously pink. And sometimes I just I just want to get stomach cramps so I can take <laughs> Pepto Bismol. <laughs> um, yes, Key, it, it, and it also is kind of. You can get cherry one on Wikipedia and it's pink, but it's an antacid, so yeah, essentially what we thought it was. Okay, final question. Mm-hmm. Can you finish strong, mate? Finish strong. Lay it on, mate. Lay it on, mate. Which three people make mm-hmm. more than Frasier? Well, I know that Father Mike could buy and sell him. Father um, Mike could buy and sell him. Buy and sell it. <laughs> so he's the last one. Nanette from Pet Chat. Yeah. And is it the Happy Chef? Oh, he's done it! He's yes! done it! <laughs> oh, what a, what a go, man. That is not bad at all. Not bad at all. Two out of three, mate. Man, if I can toot my own horn. And you're doing very well. Very well. Thank we you. expect you to maintain this standard now throughout the year. <laughs> oh, yeah, you, you've asked all your three now, haven't you? Okay. That's my three, yeah. Two out of three, so not, not bad, not bad. Um, Now, let's bring it home with MK's. It's Corey's questions. Let's go and find them. Here we go. Okay. Oh, I like, I like this. The second question's really fun. Okay. Okay. During the course of the episode, two different characters are described with descriptions alluding to the devil. Who are they? Okay, so mm. the obvious one is BB. That it's is yes. BB. And, yeah. and, and, and Corey has put in brackets the obvious one as well. <laughs> okay. So I, I love that. Um, um, the other one, mm-hmm. I'm thinking it's probably got to be Frasier because of his association with BB and him going yeah. along with BB's scheme. Like, maybe... I don't remember it, but I imagine possibly Daphne or Martin maybe saying, oh, you've sold your soul to the devil or be- beware of doing a deal with the devil or something like that. Um, I'm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to say Frasier for the second one. It It's Frasier describing someone else as devilishly oh, right. subtle, and it's Martin. It's I think it's when, oh. he, I think it's when he makes that comment about um, at least like, all, all the villains go to work. And he's on the sofa. He's like, "Oh, Dad, if you weren't being so devilishly subtle, how would I know whatever you were talking about?" Yes. Um, yeah. When he's when he's basically making him feel bad for not going in. Um, so yeah, really, really nice question there. Followed by this little cracker. Um, okay. Oh, this is good. How many times during the episode does the bell doorbell ring to Fraser's apartment? Oh God. Okay. Okay. So the way to work this out is going to be working out who came to the apartment. Mm-hmm. Can you do that? Can you? Possibly. <laughs> she <laughs> loves you. Can she you loves you. <laughs> um, okay. Roz comes. She does. To tell him that they've started interviewing people. Mm-hmm. Then the the guy comes. His name forget I forget. Um, Mike the intern. Yeah. Mike the intern because his his interview went really well. His audition went well. Mm-hmm. Niles comes round and when he's there, he rings the bell twice because he has a really funny bit where he just rings it even though the door's open. Such that's, a good scene. That's four times. The question is, does BB ring the bell? Mm. 
she must show up at one stage, I think. <clears throat> I'm trying to, yeah, I'm trying to, rem trying to remember myself actually how she gets into the apartment. I think BB's got a ring. I think, okay, I'm going to say five. So that's Roz, Mike, two for Niles, and I think BB must do it once. I've got here four. Oh, God. And there is no BB. There's no um, BB. I am trying, and maybe she just, when we go to the scene, she's in the apartment with Frasier. Um, I don't know. We'll have to go back and check, but I mean, I trust MK. Yeah, um, I will um, I will see to MK on this one. You'll see to MK, but that is a cracking little question there. So, yeah, we got four, and you were spot on with all the others, Key. Especially Nars, it's double one. It's easy to forget. Um, during Frasier's Wake Up of Shame, we see. Oh, no! Done. Oh, no, I've done. I've done it to Corey, man. No, oh, I normally do this to you. During Fraser's wake of shame, we see a number of things on the coffee table. Only one of them is alcohol adjacent. Which, uh, what is it? And it is, of course, Alka-Seltzer. Alka-Seltzer. <laughs> Sorry, Corey, but I mean, Key. As far as I'm concerned, there, it's a pretty good, pretty good start with those questions. The Martin one was quite tough. You almost got the doorbell ones. So well played. Um, you, you talk to me like a driving instructor whose student <laughs> has just failed the exam. Like, you know, you would have you would have killed people, but you didn't. You know, so we've got to take positives from this. You, know? you nearly took out that dog, but you swerved in time and only hit the lamppost. Um, I always remember, I won't say who, but a mutual friend of ours who had um, a particularly torrid driving lesson one week. They just pulled up on his drive and the, the driving instructor just kind of turned to him and just said... The lights are on, but there's nobody home. <laughs> Can you imagine? Imagine saying that. Oh, God. I remember on my driving lessons a week before my test, mm. um, my instructor like, said, oh, we're going to do a mock exam today. So we're just going to treat it like the exam. Come in, treat me like the, you know, the, the examiner. Mm. And, and he had to stop it like 10 minutes in because I just lost my nerve completely. My leg was shaking. I couldn't oh. keep it on the clutch. God. Uh, almost hit an old lady. I, I tried to park <laughs> on the wrong side of the road. It was awful. Oh, and he just man. made me pull up and you've got yourself in a right tizzy, haven't you? <laughs> <laughs> right tizzy. Could it be more British? I mean, I, I distinctly remember on my driving test, uh, my leg shaking that much. I could barely keep the clutch. Like I could, couldn't find the biting point. Um, I was, yeah, I, I was just so nervous. Um, but ultimately, I'm fine now. I can drive safely <laughs> and have been doing so for like eight years. Um, so seven years, it's all good. Okay, uh, thank you everyone who sent in questions for Trivia Corner as always. I don't think we've got any extras from um, the usual group. Uh, I don't want to miss anyone, but yeah, we'll see in listener mail if we've missed anyone. Okay, Key, jumping into the review, Animation Watch. Can you tell me what it was, please? I think, is it a helicopter? Yes, it was. Have we seen that before? I, I don't feel... think we have. I we haven't. Okay, it's hard to remember when, like, maybe I've watched one on TV not long ago, which is from a season ahead or two, and I've seen it. Um, feel like it could be new. So nice, nice lifting off to 2021 yeah, there. Very nice. Oh, lovely segue, man. I'm good. <laughs> Will's very proud of himself right now. <laughs> um, Niall's straight in with his kind of heavy chocolate coffee order here because he's had a, a torrid time with the uh, the wine club. I can't actually remember his order, but is it basically just some like really full fat mocha type thing? It's a double latte, full fat with chocolate shavings. God, that sounds delicious. Otherwise known as the self-pity special. The self-pity special. That sounds so nice right now. I could go with one of those. <laughs> um, a coffee count. I feel like we haven't done the coffee count for weeks. Um, have I genuinely forgot or has it been the case that the last few weeks they've been. not been to Nervosa? I don't think they have been. They um, don't in Breaking the Ice, I don't think, and they don't in An Affair to Forget. Um, and I think I had to go back to episode 
46 or something to find yeah. the last one. So I, I'm not going to say what it is because it's all over like, the place this episode. I've, I've got to, like, the reason I haven't um, given the name of the our total amount of best actors recently because mm. I've lost my sheet of paper, which has all them on. No! <laughs> No, so what I need to do is I need to go back to the last episode where I gave us a summary. Oh, and I need to add in again. like three weeks worth. Oh, so. man. That's, I mean, that's fine. Um, I, I hate that you've got to do that extra labor. Um, yeah. But I mean, that is the issue of using pen and paper, Kay. You Honestly. Amish man. <laughs> <laughs> no offense to any Amish I've, listeners. <laughs> I've got a stack of paper that, that, there we go, that big next to this computer. And it could be in there somewhere. But oh, I don't my know God. Where. Do you use that stack regularly or? Uh, yeah, it gets thrown about a lot. Yeah, man. So I seem to remember at school you just having a lot of paper on you at all times. So <laughs> it, you... it makes you look busy. No one questions <laughs> the man with a lot you, of paper. You did always look busy, and you always <laughs> had an immensely well-stocked lunchbox full of chocolate <laughs> bars, as we've uh, discussed many times. Um, so uh, yeah, I'll do the coffee game later. Maris is just barely winning in the uh, in the fight to become chair, is it, of the wine club? Uh, I think president of the wine club. President yeah. of the wine club. After Matthew Pym tried to stage a, cu- a coup. I was actually thinking about this the other, the other day. It might even have been last night. Because there's a reporter for BBC News whose surname was Pym. I think it might be Hugh Pym. And I heard Pym. And all I think about is this this episode. And I can hear Niles doing the, the Matthew Pym line. Um, I just... I, yeah. I love the dirt that they have on people. Like, fortunately, Marius has photos she took at his wedding. <laughs> photos that sh- clearly showed a label on the champagne he used. And where was it from, Kay? Connecticut. <laughs> Connecticut. <laughs> I don't know if Connecticut is famed for bad wine. Maybe if people are from the New England region, they can let us know. Um, then at this point, uh, the brilliant um, BB comes in. I, I always forget. Is, is it Harriet Harris? Is that is that the actor it name? Is um, I think think um yeah harriet, yeah, harriet sansom Sans- harris yeah um so she she I mean she's amazing this episode we have her entrance and uh, niles describes her as lady macbeth without the sincerity um very very similar to the himmler without the whimsy joke mm. did you yeah. kind of hear that again when you heard this line i, I, I didn't know actually okay but very like, similar it's like it beat is, for beat the same yeah you can tell it's um it's the same style of joke in a different setting sort of thing, isn't it? Yeah. It's, you know. yeah. They, they, they're good at refashioning these jokes and making them just seem fresh again. Um, but yeah. they're, It'd they're be clearly, interesting yeah. to know, is it the same person who wrote both of them? Yeah. I imagine it probably is. Like, that's just... If it wasn't, I'd be style. so annoyed if I wrote the Himmler line. And I'd be like, yeah. what are you doing? Are you You're stealing, stealing my, my joke, what are you doing? This is my material. Um, weirdly, I'm I'm almost at the end of season two of Desperate Housewives. And BB, Harriet Harris, is in that. Um, and she plays an equally psychotic character, to be honest. Um, slightly less... What's the word? Um, slightly less upfront Machiavellian, like BB mm. is. But she's she's scheming, she's manipulative, she's trying to get people framed for murder. So you know, she's... Oh, okay, then, yeah. <laughs> that's pretty Machiavellian. Um, slightly weird. worse than trying to get a guy a forty percent raise. <laughs> slightly worse, slightly worse. Um, weirdly, she's not as engaging in that as she is in Frasier. She's far far more enjoyable to watch in Frasier. But that's because they're two different shows entirely. Um, you know, anyone who watches Desperate Housewives will obviously know what I mean. Um, some brilliant lines now. If I were a pot roast, I'd be done. I mean, I think about that line a lot. Um, it's, it's kind of similar. People say, like, stick a fork in me, I'm done, when they've just had, like, 
enough of something. When yeah, just, kind just of... like finished a big dinner. Like, oh, sticker, fucking me, I'm done. Oh, I'm done. Have you, you seen like a man who's used that line before? Okay. Only on TV, to be honest. Basically, most of my anecdotes are actually just TV stories, and I've forgotten whether they're real or not. I so think that's the case with me, actually. It's all blended together at this stage. And all my jokes are taken from there. I'm like the guy <laughs> who stole the Himmler line here, and I'm just kind of recycling Fraser all the time. Um, then Niall was saying, hello, I'm Niall as a person at the table, which I just... Oh, I love that. Absolutely love. Um, I, I can't remember if he shakes a hand or not, which just seems like quite a forward thing for Niall to do, and he's normally, like, washing his hands or being very high, high, hygiene... Um, conscious. He goes straight in for the handshake here with, with, with the devil woman. Um, and then we learn that Father Mike took a vow of poverty. Yes. <laughs> well, now he's taking a cruise. <laughs> <laughs> I love this. I just, I love her reaction to him. Like, so good. Father Mike could buy and sell you. <laughs> <laughs> Such a good line. I mean, this is a good question, Key. I think we've talked about this before. What do you think they're earning? If Frazier's going to get 40% increase now, what do you think realistically he could be earning? Because Niles is like 40%. You know, obviously 40% on any salary is a lot, but... I mean, you're not getting 40% pay rise. No, salary. that, no, that does not Not for doing happen. the same job without a major promotion in between. No, no. Um, it's not happening. No. <laughs> like, you would be far more clued up to that than me as well. So, I mean, eight, you saying eight, that's not happening, I believe you. 8% is a fantastic pay rise. <laughs> like, that's brilliant. You'd be that's, happy with that, yeah. I'd be more than happy with that. Like, <laughs> I'd be sleeping at the office for pay 8%, let me tell you. Like, that's, no no employer is given an 8% yearly pay rise. That's not happening. I like, know. Oh, um, that's incredible, yeah. Sorry, I'm just I'm, I'm mind blown. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think then... That he must be on less than what we think, and what we're thinking is what everyone else is on. Mm. And then he goes up to it at this stage. So maybe he's actually on something like 160, 170, and everyone else is on like 300 or something like that. Mm. And I'm, I, I, that's I should, mental. I should account for inflation here because I'm using these figures in the modern day context. Even in the modern day, the idea of someone called the Happy Chef earning $300,000 <laughs> a year on radio makes me want to kill myself. I don't know, because like on BBC Radio 1, when they release like the BBC wage mm. list every year, like Chris Moyles and Zoe Chris, Ball. Chris Evans and stuff as well. Oh, yeah, it might be. It's Chris no, Mo Mo Moyles was on Radio oh, 1 back okay. in the day as well. Then I don't was... listen to much radio. No, no, you were spot on there. He used to earn loads. Um, but they used to, they're used they on huge salaries. Like, that is true, like actually. Gary Lineker just for doing Match of the Day gets a huge wage. That's yeah, you're spot on. Um, it's 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 hard to stomach, like, but if they're famous in, in Seattle, then they're as good as, you know, the breakfast you know DJs we have here yeah. and they do yeah. rake it in um weirdly radio what radio presenters have become a great new kind of feeder club to reality tv shows like you know i'm a celebs always got one or two on now yeah. and i was like who is this person i don't know who this person is um but you i know. don't know anyone i'm a celebrity anymore like a few years ago they had actual celebrities and these days i don't know any of them no it's no. it's funny i mean i i feel like i i i like i listen to more radio this year probably than i ever have because the bbc sounds app's got a really good kind of you can listen to documentaries and shows and you know, go back in the schedule um but obviously I, I would imagine radio listening is is obviously down in 21st century to the 20th gotta imagine it, it has to be but i feel like they're earning way more than they ever ever were and i just don't know where that money's coming from it's you know don't want to start no, a massive like wired article on you know what yeah. a dj is being pay being paid but yeah i mean it's a good point like i feel like the only people who listen to the radio is when you're in your car 
Mm. Or as you say on like an app and you're listening back. But even then you're not listening to DJs and chatter. You're listening I, to That's not what I want to hear. A show, yeah. you know what I mean? I want to um, hear something produced or or just music or something, you know. Yeah. Like I always kind of wish I was into a radio program like The Archers or something like so that. So do I. Because yeah. I feel like it'd just be cool just to sit down and listen to The Archers. Um, honestly, I think the exact same and I have thought about The Archers a lot as well, but I mean for some reason that show just repels me, but um, I, just, I couldn't get into it. One, because it's been going for like a thousand years. It's been, it's been going <laughs> I wouldn't have a, go, a clue what's going on. And um, it seems quite sedate and mundane. But... Very much. So it's like Emmerdale on the radio, but only yeah. a lot less kind of high stakes crime. Um, <laughs> yeah. There's a brilliant podcast actually. It was on Radio 4. Um, this is a big tangent, so I'll make this quick. It's called Bunk Bed, and it's hosted by Patrick Marber and Peter Curran. Uh, Peter Curran's like an Irish writer presenter, and I think Patrick Marber you'd recognise if you ever watch like any Chris Morris shows, like the Day to Day and stuff way back in the day, like classic British comedies. He was like he played Peter O'Hanrahanrahan, the inept journalist on the on the show. But basically, the idea is the two of them are like in bunk beds late at night talking about any old crap and they basically they simulate it have i talked about this before on the podcast i don't think so no i I don't remember it if i have stop me because i don't want to repeat myself but they basically they simulate exactly what it's like when you're a kid and you're at sleepover and everyone's lying down in the dark and you just start talking about random stuff with no inhibitions because you can't see and stuff that is blatantly untrue but everyone's just going along with it yeah and they they kind of riff on that they're 15 minute episodes each and they like they make like the mumbling noises you know someone will say something and you sleep and you go mm. like in response you just you just kind of grunt they do that and it's so bizarre and it's amazing and it's just yeah definitely worth a listen if you're like late at night and want to want to sleep um really cool the kind of thing i wish i'd come up with um but yeah that's a huge huge tangent about radio so hopefully people <laughs> haven't turned off um back at kacl's um, back at fraser's apartment now um what are they watching on tv with sky xena and slate i, I don't know. i imagine it's just like a so a tv soap drama like and in america there's any obvious examples like days of our lives or yeah um, or er but er's maybe a bit more like yeah i think market. over here we have doctors i don't know if you've ever seen that but i am familiar that doctors is is pretty you know, it's, it's a Birmingham show. Birmingham. Is it actually? I'm pretty sure it's Birmingham based. Yeah. Oh it's... man, I feel yeah. bad for like slagging it off all these years. But, <laughs> yeah, that's what I've been doing. So <laughs> I'll go back now. Can't so. go back. Can't go back now. I wonder if it's like a Hallmark film. You know, you're a big fan of these, Key. Do you get characters like Sky Zena and Slate in Hallmark films? Um, yeah. Sloan, Placenta. I mean. You do get one called Sloan. I saw someone one recently, and the lead character was called Sloan. Really? So, yeah. Oh man. I think. Let I me mean, double check, but I think actually it was quite a famous actor playing the lead. Um, it was cool. Oh god. Man, I didn't know these uh, films actually attracted famous people. Um, you say you get a couple. Famous... You get a couple. That's all you need. You need one tentpole actor, and it's all it's all done. It might not have been Hallmark. It might have just been any kind of. Um, any... Christmas cheesy, cheesy Christmas flick. Okay, no, she was not called Slow. She was called Ellen. But okay, close enough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, I mean, I, I just put my bullet point. What is she watching? But I think, I think it's some somewhere between the two of what we've described here. Yeah, Days of it's... our lives meets Hallmark meets the Archers. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, American listeners will have no idea what the Archers is. I'm not going to tell you because it will waste so much time, but just Google it. It's a very, very, very long-running radio soap. Um, Mar Nature is is described Mar here Nature. as someone who is interviewing, I think, for uh, for Frasier's new, new position. Um, I just... 
KACL's roster of, of on-air talent is a bit baffling to me. It, I love the fact that we go, okay, we're losing, a, we're losing a therapist. Should we go in our nature? That's an option. <laughs> like, not, let's not replace like for like. Let's go in a completely different let's direction. Let's hire someone who's going to tell you how to grow a garden rather than provide <laughs> actual medical advice. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, other than Frasier and Bulldog, who are Frasier less so. Bulldog is obviously a staple of any good radio show. Um, you need a sports show. You need a you sports, need show. sports show. You know, people are going to listen to that. Um, Frasier obviously is believable, though it's it would be a bit strange in real life. But I mean, it probably exists in some form or another. All the others, uh, I've kind of yeah, do they just feel a bit to you, a bit colourful for the sake of it? Like you know, yeah, is, I mean, is it plausible that there even, would be Nanette's pet chat? Even stuff like the Happy Chef, mm. and I don't imagine if you were into cooking, I don't think you'd go to the radio for recipes because. What like the, the the advantage that a book has or that a TV show now has is that you can see you know they're saying oh it should look like this it should look mm. this is you know this sort of golden brown color or whatever mm. whereas on the radio it's a bit harder to get that across I think um, yeah, I mean and if, if it's a two hour shift that he's doing rather than like a twenty minute episode then. Yeah. What can you talk about for two hours about? So it's cooking? in the oven now. So um, now, <laughs> we, uh, now I'm just going to read my paper back, <laughs> and you can hear me turn the pages. Um, um, I yeah. will say though, I think Father Mike's could be believable because I imagine that there's some like religious radio stations and religious TV channels that just have like priests chatting, right? There's like channels on TV that do it 24 seven, like even yeah. tell televangelists and stuff. You know, yeah. what does big... Isaiah 24:10 really say, say to us today? Okay, let's like... have a look. <laughs> let's have a look at Isaiah 24:9 to get the context. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was going to say it then. Yeah, like I don't know, like I never watched two hours of The Happy Chef, but there is a great cooking show called The Kitchen Cabinet on Radio 4, hosted oh, by God. Jay Rayner. And I don't cook at all, but I it's don't. just. It's just people chatting about cooking and stuff, and they get it's a bit like you know, gardener's question time when the audience asks questions, and it's just that, but for cooking. Um, all, all I know about cooking, cooking many and, a run. all I know about cooking and chefs, mm -hmm. Delia Smith is cringeworthy. She is, man. And also the chair of Norwich, <laughs> yes, that, that's what I really remember. Yeah, um, Nigella never ages, no, she, she gets better with age, yeah. Um, Jamie Oliver likes to eat healthy. And he likes to destroy school meals for everyone. Yeah. Gordon yeah. Ramsay likes to swear a lot. But loves kids. But loves kids. Does love kids. <laughs> um, every woman I know has a crush on James Martin. Really? Every woman I know has a crush on James Martin. My Mate, mom like, loves he, he, James always, Martin. he dresses like some kind of <laughs> sultan of Brunei that's been washed up in like the, the home counties. You told that to my mum. My mum loves James Martin. She stopped watching Saturday Kitchen when James Martin stopped being on it. Well, he's got his own show now. I'm sure she's migrated to his own show. Oh, I'm sure show. she does, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you'll have to find out. And, and that is my entire knowledge of cooking. Wow. <laughs> That's it. That's everything. We would not be very good listeners to The Happy Chef. Um, anyone out there who knows a bit more about cooking than us, let us know. Would you listen to The Happy Chef? Or would you prefer a little, you know, a small segment to, to tune into rather than two hours of, you know, talking about sauteing potatoes and crepe pans baby's amazing in this scene now where she's just like put these in something chill that shuffle these i'm <laughs> just those little one lines and they're also playing canasta again um which I've, I've made a note here yeah it's quite far down actually they she, they start playing canasta which was the card game that i think someone told us they were playing in a or even kcl maybe mentioned it in a different episode because i said to you are they playing solitaire at this point and they were playing canasta? So this is the twice now. Canasta's been brought up. I have the sneaking suspicion a writer on the show likes canasta. Canasta, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, That's what I'm getting. 
around this stage as well, we get Martin being very, very critical of Frazier, you know, mm-hmm. saying, you know, I didn't shoot a load more bad guys and saying, actually, I'm shooting more than I thought. Can I get a raise? <laughs> Can I get a bonus? <laughs> um, are you on Martin's side here? Are you on Frazier's side? Um, should he should he be skiving off work to get a pay rise? I am definitely on Martin's side, I think. Yeah. Um, I say that I am, you know, I'm part of a union with like, you know, the, the largest one in, in academia, um, the university college union. But obviously when they go take industrial action, it's normally because of extremely significant kind of moral and ethical things. It is not because, oh, we want a 40% pay rise. Um, which, so yeah, Frazier signed a contract, a contract that is legally binding. So I have no idea how he can technically do this anyway. Um, but apparently in the laws of this show, he can, you know, it's, it's kind of weird to me um maybe you can speak more to that but yeah the fact that he's obviously on a very good wage anyway and just like three hours of work a day i think he's pretty selfish here but the joke really is that bb's making him that way so at this stage he's basically the footballer refuses to come off the bench yeah like throwing yeah, a he's, he's happy sitting back and, and earning his you know 200 grand a week <laughs> yeah um, but yeah, so you're on Martin's side. Oh, very much so, yeah. If I was KAC, I'd have sacked Frazier. <laughs> I'd be like, fine, you're done, go. Right, I compared you to Kenny Daly last night on Twitter, but you're actually a bit more like Kate Costa, aren't you? Like, right, you're sacked. Get you're out. gone, mate, you're gone, you're done. Wow. All right, I'd, lo- I'd love getting the insight into what you'd be like as a station manager. Here, I think we can agree a pretty bad one. <laughs> like, I know, I'd be pretty good, efficient it, is the word. It, it'd just be me on air because everyone else has left. They can't hack it anymore. <laughs> And it's just me, like, 24 hours a day, losing my mind slowly on air. Just sacking everyone that you hire because they just yeah. can't live up to Start sacking the listeners when they call in. Well, you know what? You can't call in anymore. <laughs> You're fired, blocked. Uh, I mean, speaking of stage managers, Tom Duran is back now. Do you Tom say Duran. Duran or Durant with a T on the end? I say Durant. I say Durant. But every on KCL and I think people on Reddit say Duran. Um... But yeah, I was always pretty adamant it was Durant. But I mean, I don't know. The band is Duran Duran. It sounds pretty similar. So, <laughs> yeah. you know. Uh, someone has got to make, oh, I'm going to do that later. A little edit of Duran Duran as Durant Durant and have his head on the... Mark my words, that means being made. But anyway, Tom, BB's bored. <laughs> I, love, I love this phone call. Um, just weird to him, hear him actually named and not just called the station manager, I think. Yeah, it's like a sudden change in tack, isn't it? Like, we mm. meet him, and then for weeks, it's just the station managers that were meant to forget he exists. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, it's straight back to Tom, like he's never been away. It is, yeah. It's, it's, it's a strange, like, 360. It's really weird. Or 180, rather. 360 <laughs> right back to where you are. <laughs> 180. Um, I watched the matchmaker actually on Christmas night with my mom and dad. Um, because we just, you know, I said, oh, should we watch a Frasier Christmas episode? So we watch Merry Christmas, Missy Moskowitz. And after they enjoyed it, I was like, I've got the ma- another episode upstairs. It's even funnier. You're going to like this. I mean, they, 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 my mom quite likes Frasier, but they never watch it. I was crying with uh, the matchmaker because it's so much funny when you're watching it with someone who's not seen it before. Like, Frasier never makes me cry of laughter. I rarely laugh out loud anymore, though I did this episode a fair bit. I was honestly in tears watching the matchmaking. It's just, you know, when Kelsey slides on the chair and it's like, you know, you're, you're cute when you're nervous. I must be positively adorable. <laughs> just any of it's amazing. They really liked it. And Tom Durant is so good in that. So I'm just like, why? Yeah, like, I just wanted more. Again, and given that the next, I think the next station manager we see is Kate Costas. Yeah. Big change in tack there. So much more Tom Durant. Like, we really could have. Yeah. Know. We might catch flack for that, but I'm so with you. Like, I'd really, I'm, I'm gonna put my head above like the, 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 the 
whatever here now i'm not a fan of kay costas i, I am i'm it's the way she pronounces things her delivery yeah. she's like it's almost like childlike it's yeah. really strange um and but, it's weird because she has some really good lines and the episodes some, are good as well yeah there's just yeah. something about her character i don't like and i don't know what it, i can't put my finger on it but i don't know i just it, it, whenever i think of her i just think of kelsey like saying dirty boy and dirty girl yeah. and all this and i'm like oh no it's like it. the least attractive scene in all of <laughs> frasier <laughs> uh, um i love at this point as well they're, they're waiting around for the phone call frasier's freaking out you know i was listening which i think would make a great sound bite for our last episode of this <laughs> yes. podcast um but they're all dressed up and it's like 11 45 p.m like they're all like in normal clothes no one's ready for bed why is Martin still up? He goes to know. bed. Like, why, that does, why would he wait up? Because he doesn't want Fraser to be taking this call anyway. Because he disagrees with it. So yeah, the whole scene in the in the apartment is strange to me. But I don't know. Just something I something I thought. Um, I I've just put oh god in capital letters. Kelsey that... says that, but can you think when? I think that is when he wakes up. He's got the hangover. He's trying to explain to Martin what he did the night before, and then it dawns on him what. Him and uh, and BB have been up to from from the from the order I of think. my bullet points. I oh, actually think that... it, I think it comes slightly before them because the next line is someone's out of scotch, um, which is when BB runs over to get it. So oh, I think okay, I think, yeah. So I think he just um, says it because the phone call's not coming, doesn't I? I think it's when he finds out there's no other offers on the table for him. Yeah, I think he that's says what like, it is. "Tell me the truth. Is there another offer?" And she goes. Uh, there are no other offers. Now, what drink do you want? Yeah, like, oh you my want God. Grenada on the rocks. <laughs> um, so, someone's out of scotch is hilarious. Um, when when Tom Durant finally does call, Frasier's face is incredible on that phone call. The way he's looking at her, and she's like, okay, okay, like just not giving anything away. Um, and like you know, he kind of grabs her and stuff, and then she's like, you know, it was manly in a hysterical sort of way. I just, <laughs> I just think that the interplay between the two of them here is just perfect i think they're so good together in this episode yeah this this whole episode works because of their chemistry and it's yeah. just the two of them bouncing off one another and making it work that's it everyone else is just a pretty much a bit of a an extra or a cameo really although martin and daphne and niles between them have a couple of good lines each it's predominantly bb and frazier running the show and yeah. and credit to kelsey because there's not many people that when bb's going for it can keep up with her in a scene but he yeah. does it, i think he does it really well in this episode and, and more so than in the previous episodes that she's been in. I think previous episodes she's been in, it's been very much her in the spotlight. She's so dominant, yeah. Yeah, whereas I think in this episode, he keeps up with her much better, actually. I think that's a really good point. Uh, she is, like, non-stop in this um, episode, like, from start to finish. She's she's in it loads. Um, I'm trying to think of other BB episodes, because, like, obviously we have Zoo's story coming up in a couple of seasons' time. Um, they're scattered around, but I always forget which one she's actually in. Um, obviously the one with Big Willie and the smoking and stuff. Yeah. That's a classic. She's but... trying to drag him down the aisle. <laughs> you can see her little hands twitching. <laughs> but, but yeah, like she is just she. I, this episode to me strikes me as one of her strongest. Um, I think yeah, she's. I think she's so so good. Um, yeah, Harry Harris. I think for me, this is probably the the my go to BB episode. When you say BB, I think this probably. Yeah, I think. yeah. If you wanted to showcase what she's about, this is the app you, you yeah. pull on for someone. Um, the line champagne on top of scotch is great just because the way Kelsey says it's so like 
He sews champagne on top of scotch. He sews dead. <laughs> I can almost hear Sideshow Bob in, in that in that line there. And obviously, Frasier then wakes up after their, their night of passion. No eggs Benedict, just Alka-Seltzer lying on the on the table there. While a true surprise awaits him in his bedroom, slowly coming oh, down the God. hall. It's kind of terrifying. She's got that massive shirt on that he had on. I, I find this... Wait, one thing I find weird about this... Mm-hmm. Frasier's waking up on the sofa, yeah? Yeah, this is weird. She's waking up in the bedroom. Yeah. So what happened there? They, and... sep- they finished them. Went, okay, well, we'll go our separate ways. We'll meet again in the morning. Uh, and we do know that it was like Greco-Roman wrestling on a trampoline. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I that, that to me suggests the, the act itself occurred in Frasier's boudoir. Um, yeah. And also, Frasier... that's a very expensive sofa. Like, I'm not... I don't, yeah, they definitely wouldn't have. They wouldn't have rocked the uh, the Kogo show. Uh, they're it. putting down a towel if they are. I can <laughs> tell you that. <laughs> they are, though, because you're not going to get anything out of that thing. But I think Fraser's gone back to the kitchen to get a little, you know, white wine spritzer, spritzer. And then I just think he's passed out on the sofa. Um, that's that's the logistics in my head. That's how I've got it worked out. Okay, I will go along with that. So who knows? And also, do you think? And this is probably just in my head do you think that's the same shirt that Kelsey was wearing in the sense of the actual same shirt that both actor and actress wore because mm. it looks very big on BB and I appreciate that Kelsey is bigger than her I didn't think it would be that big on her though I don't know I would say weirdly I thought it was because I thought it looked billowy on Frasier um, okay it's quite when he's when he's sitting in the in the sofa and he like Martin makes that comment about you know the villain's always been at work he he it looks really kind of puffy on his arms um, like it's not a fitted shirt at all yeah. so and also at one point when he's got it tucked in his trousers are really high <laughs> which suggests to me he's got it like really tucked in um, so I mean I don't think anyone's ever going into this much detail <laughs> about what's Frazier's shirt fitted after us Donny Donny do you, do you ask him <laughs> Like, Honestly, man. Imagine if he ch- puts his podcast on after doing the cameo thing and then he realises <laughs> that... Um, well, I'll have to mention that at the end of the episode as well because obviously people won't have a clue what we've just been talking about. Um, there's some great lines now. My God, you're a machine when she thinks Frazier's <laughs> suggesting that what would really hit the spot is some more Greco-Roman wrestling when he actually just wants a coffee. Um, and then Niles with his amazing double ring of the doorbell. I completely forgot oh. that this was the episode it was from. Um, I, just, I love it. It's so good. It's brilliant. just his face. He, does, he doesn't miss a beat, does he? He's got pursed lips and... Yeah. Oh, absolutely oh, so good. So good. Beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. And... <laughs> God, yeah. I mean, you you got to give it to David Hyde Pierce. Like, whatever, even when he's not in much, he just nails it when he is. Like, even he the did. line, like, I would have assumed she killed after mating. I love I that. Love, I love that line. Can you actually line. think of any creatures that do this, Key? Because there's one famous Rain, example I always Rain remember. Mantis, That's the one I was thinking of, yeah. yeah. Praying Mantis famous. There was an episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer where the teacher was actually a praying mantis. Wow. Have you watched and all of Buffy? I've seen like the first couple of seasons. And I've been meaning to watch it for it's, ages. It's one of those shows I want to watch start to finish. I, I like the first few episodes and then it just sort of, I sort of dwindle out of it. I don't mm. follow up on it. But yeah, yeah, that is. So it's definitely in the first season. I can tell you that much. Wow. It's a bit like the X-Files. I mean, I, I really want to watch Buffy in particular because it's got the small town vibe. But the X-Files for me as well, like I, I really enjoy it. But like 
watching binge watching it whereas it used to be on one once a week it's much harder to like you know they they're not samey but it's kind of like a bit exhausting to watch like two of them back to back um it, yeah it's, it's a similar vibe my goal for this year is to watch all of cheers in 2021 really like, i want to try i was watching bits because yesterday like um shan was before like new year she was like, oh yeah let's do like just karaoke let's just sing for a little bit i was like oh wow i love and, that and so i went oh but i said there's pipes for karaoke <laughs> <laughs> and she like what i meant so i had to put like the cheers parody on and then and then it just sort of youtube started putting on random bits of cheers and norm so no oh, i love cheers that. all the way through but yeah that was... I, don't, I don't know what shows i'm gonna try and try and get through um I've are there any shows it... this year you're excited coming out in 2021 Oh God, I, I don't keep up <laughs> with stuff that's coming out. To be honest, um, God, that I was intense. Oh God, <laughs> I don't think I don't think there is anything coming out. Um, I, I mean, a show I'd like to an old one that I've mentioned a bunch of times is Northern Exposure. Amazing '90s court classic set in a small town. It's so good, um, but it's it's really it's not streaming anywhere. The DVDs are really expensive. The box set is. Um, and they, as I said, I've mentioned this before, they lost all the music rights. So all the good music that's used in the show, and it's really good, like Talking Heads is used and stuff like that. You have to buy like, the £100 Blu-ray box set if you want. Or, otherwise, they've replaced it with like Elevator Muzak, um, which, I mean, to me, probably wouldn't be awful because I don't know that much difference. But mm. um, yeah, if you'd grown up this show. But I'd, I'd, love, to, I'd love to finish that because it's just so my brand basically it's so up my alley what about you is there something coming out that you're excited about i don't know to be honest i feel like you've got a smirk that suggests there is something and you're worried i'm going to judge you Basically... i'm very open-minded okay I'm, I'm watching desperate <laughs> housewives <laughs> i mean the reboot of gossip girls meant to be coming this year but there you go see um, you wanted to say that and you I'm were quite, scared i'm, glad I'm you quite said excited dune i think the, uh, the film is coming out this year um, yes i'm excited for that but it's not till like october are you are you are you a fan of the book or i've read the book it's all right it's... I, I was meaning to read it this year and i kind of got put off because i just heard it's like a bit it, it's not as good as i thought it would be that's and what i'm worried about it's one of those i feel like everyone says it's a classic mm. and basically that just means that it was an original idea that came before anyone else but it doesn't actually mean it's a good story yeah, influential, but not necessarily amazing in its own right. Yeah, but I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm intrigued to see it um, on film. I, I mm. think it'd be interesting to see how they do because I know that they did it in like the 80s and apparently it's absolutely dreadful, that version. It was Dear awful. Kyle McLaughlin's in it, isn't he, from like Twin yeah. Peaks and stuff. Um, also has just showed up in Desperate Housewives. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I can't Everyone shows up in Desperate Housewives. I'm a machine! <laughs> um... <laughs> I was going to say something about Dune then. Yeah, I mean, as it Denis Villeneuve, the director who did like Blade Runner and you know Blade Runner twenty forty nine or whatever the new one's called. He's he's one of my favorite directors. I think I've seen pretty much every one of his films. Um, he hasn't really made a bad one, so bodes well for Dune. Um, but yeah, I, I'm 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 quite excited for Dune. I think I'll give it a, give it a whirl. Uh, the Bond film, I love Bond. Um, though I don't really love new Bond. Um, that much. You're smirking. Is it I've never seen Bond, so I don't oh, know. You've never seen any Bond film? Is this what oh. you said the other day? I've said it to you previously, yeah. Um, I've never seen any James Bond film all the way uh, through. I've honestly, seen like 10 minutes and then I fall asleep. Okay, we, can, we, I, can't, we can't talk about this now. <laughs> we're coming up to a new James Bond, aren't we? Like Daniel Craig will be replacing him, I imagine. Yeah, yeah I, don't, I have no idea who's going to replace him. There's, there's favourites and stuff, but I would much prefer it be an unknown than someone famous. Um, Daniel Craig was relatively under the radar when he was cast, which worked quite well. Um, you know, someone like Tom Hardy does not work for me at all. Yeah. 
I mean, do you think we'll see? I know, like, they talk in the papers that we could see, like, a female Bond and things like that. Do you reckon that'll happen? Or I don't think that will happen because I just think, I think, like, Albert, Barbara Broccoli, um, she's still, like... That's a great, strong name, isn't right? it? <laughs> Obviously, name. Albert Broccoli is, like, the, the head of, you know, the, the studio that do Bond, uh, Eon, I think. She has just said, I think, that won't happen. And, you know, she she is a woman. She's the head of the studio. And she said, she you know, she doesn't really see that happening. Um, I think seeing, a, like, a black Bond or just a non-white Bond is very possible. I honestly, I mean, you're going to get purists and stuff that will moan and whatever for whatever reasons they, they think they're moaning for. But I couldn't care less. Um, I think Bond, to me, it's like Doctor Who. It's, it's, a, it's a concept of a person, you know, who can regenerate, whatever. So as long as, as, long as they do a good job and the story's good, because I think the last couple have not been. That's the big thing for me with Doctor Who is I think in many ways the writer of Doctor Who is actually much, much more important than oh, the star. Oh, God, yeah, yeah. Because it doesn't really matter who the star is because every time they regenerate, it's a new character, essentially. Yeah. So they can put their own stamp on it. The problem is, is if you if you don't have the writing to make that believable, mm. then it falls apart. And it yeah. falls apart fairly quickly. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've ne- I'm not a Doctor Who fan, but I, I completely empathise with, like, you know... I'm well aware of people hating on Stephen Moffat and stuff like yeah. that. And I, yeah. I watched it years ago, up until about when Matt Smith was the Doctor. So you go in about probably seven or eight years ago now, maybe. Yeah. So you love like, the Tenant era. Yeah, I liked yeah. it then, and then since then I thought it went steadily downhill, and I just lost interest because it was either too complicated that I couldn't follow it. Yeah. Or it was quite childish in places, and it just it never it felt like it didn't know what it wanted to be. I was like, well, I, I don't care. So, that's what turned me off yeah i always wanted it to be a bit darker and more serious than it was um yeah. but it was obviously it's a it's a show for a, a big audience so they appealed to a, a broad audience um but yeah i'd be interested to see if doctor who fans among american listeners are there because i feel like that made its way across the pond yeah i think it's very big in america yeah, as well so as, as the uk it'd be very interesting because it's a bit of an institution here but weirdly i find more people that dislike it than like it but yeah, I, think it, it's, it, I think it's quite popular to dislike it these days yeah and I don't, I don't like to be like a, you know i'm trying to be a contrarian or trying to be cool by saying i hate it i, mean, I don't hate it um just yeah it was never my, my bag but be interested if we have any listeners that enjoy it um made a comment here that i think daphne does more made things this episode than she has ever done in a previous one we have mentioned she's essentially become a maid she yeah. gets the door she makes tea about twice two times she does all the crap for bb you know which i know she i know she gives her a dog biscuit and gets her revenge but i also think daphne's got more backbone than than to just stand there and let bb do that to her but yeah, she does just become a maid. Yeah, I'll be honest, and some people really like this comment. I think this is actually one of Daphne's stronger episodes in a while. I actually mm. really like Daphne in this episode. I like that. She's got that spark about her, I think. Bit of an edge um, on Baby, yeah. Doesn't yeah. Kind of succumb to her. Yeah, the little pop about her having a, a shiny coat and removing yeah, like tartar that. and stuff like that. It, it's nice, and I think she... I have a feeling she takes a pop at Fraser a couple of times when they're watching the daytime tv and stuff like that yeah it's like um, i can bloody well hear what they're saying or something very yeah, she's she's that. you know just a bit more of an edge and and we see less of the whole zany like surreal 15 minute but like the long monologues where yeah, yeah. you know it's, it's twisting and turning so i i really like daphne's episode. I, to be honest it's a strong it's a strong episode isn't it and everyone shines well in it i think yeah no one really has a bad bad moment here um it's it's strong from start to finish and i think they pack a lot into the 22 minutes like you have nervosa great interactions and you have the the apartments brilliant and then to go to tom durant's office and have the kscl conclusion with like new set designs and a whole new kind of 
risk at stake. Um, I think it packs a lot into its 22 mins. Um, there's a Fatal Attraction reference here, Key. Can you remember what the... Do you know what the reference is? I don't want to throw you on the bus here. Very famous pop culture um, term for a... A very derogatory term for a, a jealous woman, basically. And it's 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 a reference to Fatal Attraction and Eddie. Uh, Daphne makes a joke about Eddie in the same same way. What BB um, might do to Eddie. Oh, boil him. Boil him. Are yeah. you not aware where that comes from? I did not know that. I, oh, is that the film she's referencing then? Oh, she'll come round like that film and, and boil Eddie. Yeah, so uh, oh. have you heard the term bunny boiler? No. You've never heard the term bunny boiler? I don't think so. What's a oh bunny boiler? Oh, my God. I mean, I'm not trying to, like, make you feel <laughs> stupid. That I hate when people do that because that makes you feel like an idiot. I'm just more surprised because it's a really common, like, idiom. Basically, it's, as I say, a very derogatory term for, like, a supposed crazy jealous woman. Because in the film, Glenn Close, who I think is having an affair with the main guy, um, she sneaks into his house one day and literally boils the pet rabbit in a pot and he like comes into the kitchen, he sees it steaming and he opens the pot and he just sees this like boiled rabbit in there. Like a film I'm not watching. Boiled alive. <laughs> I don't know how the film ends or anything. Uh, you know, Glenn Close is meant to be really good in it, but really, yeah, really intense and heavy going. So Jeez. Bunny Boiler is, yeah, that's what she's referring to. I wonder why they, they must not have the rights to say the name. I don't know. Possibly. I wonder as well, possibly if it was like a different studio that made it and stuff like that whether that'd be a thing they wouldn't want them like advertising another film yeah that's a like... that's a much better point actually that's probably what it is just indirectly which is a bit petty to me i never liked that but you know yeah. that's how money talks i guess bb doesn't strike me now as someone who would catch feelings as quickly as she does in this episode she becomes almost like a child like a schoolgirl. yeah i mean I'm, I'm, I'm never really sure does she do you think she actually catches feelings or is she just sort of playing a bit or something like that because Obviously, she's absolutely fine by the time that she goes to Tom Durant's office and mm. she's over it at that stage, you know, and makes a little pop-up phrase about thinking a lot of himself and stuff like yeah. that. So I was never really sure whether she did mean it when she's at the apartment or whether it's her just playing a game or something like that. I, I wasn't sure because it does, it, is, it does seem to be out of character for her to be like suddenly lovey-dovey and very sweet. Yeah, it is. It is. It is odd. Um... It could well be a bit. I'm just wondering why she would. Yeah, it, there's nothing to gain from it. But um, it's that even though there's nothing to gain from it, it's more plausible in my head for her to be doing it, you know, disingenuously than to actually be in, in love with Frasier, which is essentially what what she's doing here. Um, I, I love the little line to to Eddie when she leaves, like you ever crawled and like you never crawled under the wrong fence once in your life. It's so yeah. good. Um, I'm just imagining a, a lady in the Tramp spin off with Eddie now as the Tramp. Oh, well, that's what I want to say. I mean, if someone out there's got more animation skills than I, which is to say none, um, then <laughs> please try and make that for us. Um, we're back at KACL, so I'm going we're back at Novosa. I always say KACL, but I mean somewhere else. Um, <laughs> we're going to get to the coffee count in a minute, but before we do that, we have this amazing anecdote about Maris. Oh, I love this. Dancing right. herself into a fury in the wine vat and unable to break a single grape. Uh, our heart goes out to her, doesn't it? Oh, I'm so I'm gutted for her. You know, Honestly. She, she saw off Pim. She became president and just... And then let down at the most... Up. You know, kind of presidential challenges, you know, yeah. bursting the first grape. Um, um, I feel 
I mean, that's making front pages, that is. That's it making is. front pages. Gee, there's going to be a scandal, I think, in, in the <laughs> wine community when they hear about this. Um, but yeah, Niles' delivery of this is, is fantastic. I, do, I, I love the complete honesty of Frasier. When, when, when Niles says, have you heard a word I've said? And he goes, no, of course not, Niles. I'm, I'm thinking, I've got a problem. Like, <laughs> you know, and I, oh, I do, I absolutely love the line. Once a woman has dipped her toe into Crane Lake, dry land is never the same again what an absolutely <laughs> incredible line man i mean it reminds me of the one in merry christmas mrs moskowitz when she's like she wants to rack up a few more frequent fraser miles <laughs> yes. it's just the same thing like and then niles is like you don't ever say that to the woman do you um <laughs> <laughs> just yeah that that the crane lake one someone put a uh, on a meme page of the day that quote with an illustration of like a sketched foot dipping its toe into a lake but the big toe was essentially a penis and <laughs> it, it was a disturbing image to say the least God. um yeah really really odd but it was hilarious nonetheless um the coffee count this week key i mean do you want to take a stab what you think it might be it's not like anything wild but you know i've got a re- i don't count bb yeah i don't count bb um what do you reckon it could be here so in just this episode yeah just this episode yeah okay well Frasier and Niles must have one at the start, so that's two. That's what I've got, yeah. If you're not counting BB, then I think Frasier and Niles have probably got another one each here. Mm-hmm. That's four. Ros comes in, but I don't think she buys one. I don't think she does. So I think it's four. You're technically technically right, but in the end credits, Niles orders another one. Um, oh, okay. And you, we see him drinking. I think it's Niles. It could be Frasier. I'm 99% certain it's Niles. Her, he's drinking one in Navosa in the end credits. Um, I, I find it quite strange is that when. Because obviously they all rush out when mm. they get told BB is about to jump. Yeah. And Niles stands up and the, the waiter comes over and he literally blocks Niles' path as though he thinks he's going to run out. Yeah, like, to get him to pay the bill. This, this is a guy who comes to Cafe Nervosa every, literally every day. He bought <laughs> lattes for everyone in there. Yeah. And, oh, I hate Fraser Gray. I, I think it's safe to assume he's not running out paying, without paying his bill. You do not need to put your arm across the ball and block his path. I know, man. It's, it's, it's also weird. I mean, in, in the UK, in a, in a little kind of coffee establishment like that, it's far more common to just pay at the till um yeah you would. like I'm, I'm, not, I'm not sure if like the bill system in america is this widespread now or it's a 90s thing but yeah you would never wait I, I, I much prefer to pay as well before i get whatever i'm ordering yeah I'm, I, I hate the bit at the end when you're trying to make catch someone's eye going oh, i God. hate that yeah <laughs> or like when i'm in spain or something like when i was on holiday as a kid and they like try and give me you know my uncle would always say i'll go and ask for the bill in spanish so like you know quisera la cuenta or something and i'm just like i always remember that and then it's just <laughs> like you know what maybe i just want to sit here as a 10 year old eat my pizza <laughs> and not go and ask for the bill in spanish um so yeah i always hated that as well um but yeah so i've got i've just put crane lake in capital letters here an exclamation mark um tom durant has a few more lines than we actually gave him credit for it's not just we're not gonna we're not gonna rid of you now <laughs> yeah he actually says oh, oh baby come down or something like that um and he also says something about you know oh, we were we were sitting in here and i went out to get a cup of coffee and then she was on the windowsill so he does he has a few more lines yeah. i think he says about calling the police as well yeah so you know very very 
efficient in this scene, you know, he's just yeah. being pragmatic, he's trying to help. Um, I just feel so bad this is the last time we see him, it kills I, me bad. I feel sorry though for Bulldog, because his contract's up in six weeks, right? Mm. This trick has clearly worked to treat for Frazier's contract. So what is she going to do for Bulldog? Yeah, she can't do this trick twice. <laughs> She's jumping onto a ledge every five minutes. Honestly. Um, that's a really good point. I've hoped, well, I, I say I hope Bulldog got the pay rise he deserves, but then he's probably doesn't really deserve one from I, his, his antics. I also love that when Frasier goes out onto the ledge to mm. help Baby down, um, there were just three pigeons just sat there. Yeah, I noticed <laughs> this. How did they get them to stay there, man? Pigeons are pretty, like, you know, what's the word? Sheepish. They they, they run yeah. away. I mean, I'm, I'm inclined to think that these are... If, I mean, some of the pigeons in London, they... They, they got get, balls, they man. They don't Close move. To you, man. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I think that there were just three pigeons who just steadfastly refused to move after shooing they thought no we'll, we'll write them into the scene <laughs> wow you don't think they're like animatronic and it's just amazing special effects <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine it <laughs> one of them just kind of freaking out at the AI and it just starts flying around Tom Durant's room <laughs> that would be that'd be a good episode um why does Frasier take his tie off to go outside does he oh. think it's gonna get caught in the wind and pull him off or did you notice with this actually he takes his tie off right yeah his top button is still done off his hands are by his side. We see a look to Tom, but we you can still, I think, see Frazier's, like, figure. Mm. He, he doesn't undo the top button, but when it cuts back to him, his top button is undone. I am I am amazed you noticed that, and also not <laughs> amazed. <laughs> that is incredible. I didn't notice that. That's the kind of thing we've, we've seen a, a bit of now. Um, those kind of, like, editor editor snaps where they've, they've changed. Because it's but I, don't, I, do also, I think it's a thing for men particularly, like... Oh, something needs to do it. I'll take my tie and my jacket off. I'm going to roll my sleeves up. I mean, my sleeves are rolled up right now for no reason. This, so. this is just to confirm to everyone in the vicinity that I'm taking care of this. <laughs> I am in control. Okay, you can see, don't you can worry. see the sleeves. I'm the man. You don't need to jump in. I've got this. <laughs> I've got no tie on. Step back. Take your worries away. Um, yeah, that is fantastic. And it's just maybe that's what he's, he's doing here. Um, I mean, he's trying to convince her there are hundreds of reasons uh, to, to stay alive. Now, come back in, you crazy bitch. <laughs> I mean, yes. So good. Channel 5 arriving by helicopter, presumably not piloted by Chopper Dave. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I thought Tom's office looked nice as hell here. Is this the same as Kate's office that they just redo in season three? Because it's a bit of a different shape. Kate's office is like more square, whereas Tom's is yeah. kind of long. And it's um, definitely different, I think, to Ned Miller's office when we saw definitely, that. Definitely, yeah, because he didn't have a yeah. window in his. Yeah. Um, and, of um, course, the famous hole in the wall that Niles, uh, that Bulldog's head left. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I think... I mean, when you're Tom Durant, you get what you want. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you do get what you want. You do get what you want. Um, but I do... I also I love the fact that it, it's very hammed up on the ledge with Frasier and BB. Yeah. And the fact um, they're all still visible behind them watching on as well in, in yeah. his office. I like and that And well. Perry Gilpin's face when they... Like when she leans forward, she's like, okay, also, also, they can blatantly hear her, surely. This is not going to work because you're not getting on Channel 5 because Channel 5 are going to look at this footage and go, why the hell are these two people just chatting? Why? Yeah, and why is she smiling when he holds her? And stuff? <laughs> yeah. like, it's clearly a big ruse. Um, yeah, uh, it's 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 a it's an interesting ploy, but I'm not entirely certain that it washes um, in this episode. Key, would you like to just deliver Tom Durant's uh, final line for us, please? Oh, um, God. The just, pressure's just, on. Um, it is. Is it not? Um, we're not letting go of you now, Fraser. We're not going to let you. I don't. I, I don't know if I've quoted it incorrectly. I just put. There's oh. no way we're losing you. 
Oh, um, yeah, that's probably wrong. <laughs> I, I did put you on the spot there, but I know oh, we've, God. we've been quoting this line back and forth over the last couple of weeks. So I did want to, uh, I did want to get your, uh, your opinion on the Tom Durant line. Um, an amazing final line for the episode, which is obviously, aren't you glad I'm on your side? And Fraser's yeah. just smirk like, yes, I suppose I am. And I do what? think there's a bit of Machiavellianism in Fraser there as well. I think Fraser's a bit scared, but he's also a bit like, hmm, maybe yeah. we can scheme together in the future. I mean, what, what do you think of the delivery of her line? Um, Fraser, you saved my life. Like, I think it's really a strange delivery the way she does it. I don't is know. That, is that when she's back in the in the office? Does she say yeah, she like, comes back in? You saved my down. life. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's a strange delivery, isn't it? Yeah, really weird. Like, her um, voice just completely changes, and I'm not really sure what to make of it part of that kind of hamming up that she's so good at, I think. I think it's just all, again, part of a bit she's doing. Um, but yeah, it definitely changes. There's something going on there. Um, Key, is this episode in your top 10? We had a top 10 last week, didn't we? It, we did have a top 10 last week. We did. Um, but this one is not in my top, it's 10. Not in top 10. But it's it's a highly thought of one, isn't it? It's not in mine yeah, either. It's a, but... it's a strong episode. Um, in terms of the title, mm. Agents in America Part 3, any any reference to what it's, it's referring to? I haven't to? really took a deep dive, but nothing comes to mind. I, I mean, have you done some research here, Kay? I have not, and I don't want to get oh, okay. you look, um, you look You look like a man on Zoom right now who's done well, some research. What 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 sort of appealed to me a little bit? Like, I, I think that Agents in America must be something, because similarly there's an episode of Father Ted, which I think is something like Agents in America. And I think oh. that might be like part three as well, so it might be that that's a thing. But also what I like about the part three is that this is BB's third episode in the show. Mm. So like she's the agent. She's in America and this is her third episode. Hey, like. I, that's really good. I've never, ever thought about that. She's in Selling Out and The Whimperers. Oh, man. Third episode. Okay, um, that's spot on, man. That is so good. I like that. I think listeners are going to be a big fan of that. If listeners are far quicker than me and had already worked it out, I'm, I apologize. I, I think listeners are going to and go, no, there's a film called Agents of America Part 3, and it's a blatant play on that. Even um, even still, your yours works perfectly. Um, so I think I, I think that's a really good 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 thing there. Um, your favorite actor pick this week, Kay? Can you oh. talk us through it? Because this, this is an episode full of some good performances. It, it, like Nobody puts in a bad performance here. Mm. Um, very true there very was a true. part of me that was tempted to go to Dom, Tom Durant just because I didn't do it for the matchmaker then we changed <laughs> our rules and I feel I should get him like a post-80 <laughs> one um, I think realistically as good as Frey, um, as as Martin Daphne and Niles are mm. they're just not in it enough for them to be in contention mm-hmm. which means that it's between Frasier and BB and Tom Durant and Tom Durant of course <laughs> can't leave that man out um and I feel like this is a controversial one. I think you're going to disagree with me. I'm going to give it to Frasier because I just, I love all of those moments, sort of when he's realizing what he's get, he's doing a deal with and who BB is, mm. and it's like his face when he says, "Oh God," when he realizes he's, he slept with her. His his line to Eddie about crawling under the wrong fence. Good line. Um, and, and just the way he delivers. But there's so much to live for. Your your friends, your 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 family, and. And don't get in your crazy bit. <laughs> I, just, I love it. It's, um, so for me, I think um, I think I've got to give it to Kelsey. Who do you think I've given it to? I'm curious. I think you've given it to Bibi. I've given it to Bibi. Yeah, I have. <laughs> um, have I given? Did I give it to her in uh, selling out? I can't remember. 
Um, my, uh, my oh yeah, yeah, I've done. I'm, I'm so, I'm so sorry. Um, I will ask you that next week. Um, yeah, when I will you... have an answer for you next week. Um, but yeah, I, I've given it to BB. Whether that's my first time or not, I can't remember. But as I we think said, that might be your first time. Actually, you can give it to people who recur, which is why. Yeah. Oh, did we give it to Tom Durant for the matchmaker? We, we didn't because, and oh no, you haven't given it to BB then because it was after the matchmaker that we changed the rules because I think we changed the rules. Originally, it was main cast only, I think. Yeah, and, and then, then it we was anyone that recurs. And then we changed it because of Lilith, where we said we both have given it to Lilith for an episode. Yeah. We said, well, why don't we? So I think that both of BB's previous episodes and Tom Durant's previous episodes were before the rule change, so they haven't actually been selected before. I can tell you work in like legal, legal <laughs> stuff, okay? Because you just got a brain that is so much sharper than mine. Um, no, that right. is that's really spot on uh, i think that's i think that's really well worked out i mean if i could go back and change to to eric lutz for the matchmaker i'd, I'd be tempted to but i think i'd probably go to frazier who is equally amazing so yeah, um, i think so I, i'm not going to lose any sleep over that it just i just like tom durant's got his own bit of kennedy burling folklore in the podcast now um so you know he lives on um speaking of the man himself kennedy burling what would he make of agents in america part three kennedy burling i imagine would have actually just jumped off the, the ledge <laughs> and, and just landed on the floor fine. Like, he, nine he stories up, mate. Yeah, Kennedy Burling could do nine stories, mate. That's a step for him. Like, that's nothing. I I can see him grabbing Bibi in, you know, kind of like he's he's got her kind of in his grasp and then he jumps to the helicopter. <laughs> he kind of grabs onto the helicopter in one hand, pulls them up, and just this really kind of beautiful love story begins between the two of them there. Um, that That's what I see with Kendi Burling, okay? I mean, um, I'm, I'm going along with that. That's a film I want to see. I would watch yeah. the hell out of that. Um, who's crazy anyway, Key? This is probably an easy one uh, this week. Oh, God. I, I thought, weirdly, I mean, we're the complete opposite end from Trivia Corner now. I thought this was a really good episode for Trivia, personally. I did, yeah. I had, like, a, in, had I realised that, um, I mean, I think Corey had the same question. Mm. Um, I would have been able to throw together a couple of backups, I think, fairly quickly. Because... Yeah, I kind of regretted the fact that I don't write any and anymore. But I mean, I I love the, the quiz masters and love seeding to them. Um, but yeah, there was a lot of really good ones here. Like, uh, what were the names of the people on the TV show that Frasier calls and stuff like yeah. that? Um, so this, I, I I think, alternatively, on the flip side, can you know, contrastingly rather, it was quite hard to pick a line that you wouldn't be able to get. So yeah. I think this is relatively gettable, but it's oh God. this is the best part. I would point out every time you've ever said to me, this is this is easy, this one, <laughs> I get it wrong. Yeah, I am a bit of a cruel mistress with those, but yeah. So the line is, this is the best part. Oh, God. Okay, mm. okay. I, I think you know it. Do I know it? I think you know it. Oh. I think you're playing coy, coy, coy carp with me, Ko. I mean, okay, I think it's got to be... Mm -hmm. when they're waiting for Tom Durant's call around midnight. Mm -hmm. Frazier's getting all stressed. He is getting stressed. And um, BB says something like, oh, well, this is the best part. Is that your final answer, Kay? Oh, is it my final answer? Dun, 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 um, dun, dun. I... Yes, it's my final answer. Ooh. Strong, isn't it? You are correct. Oh, <laughs> it is baby. Oh, uh, she says this is the best part. And then I think she goes like, oh, mama, or something like that. Why are you so tense? This is the best part. What could be more fun than this? 
Watching a loved one be autopsied. Um, it might even be when she's describing like the ulcer producing enough acid to burn a, a, a hole in the hull of a ship, um, oh. which is just horrendously <laughs> Um But yeah, well played, well played. Shall we hop over to listener mail this week? Uh, yeah, let's do it. Excellent. Raz, who's our next caller? Okay, so we had a lot of uh, great comments on Listener Mail this week. Um, we've just been talking about how we're going to split these up because we've got a lot to read out, really. Um, we have the comments that are on Preston's bonus episode, which we're going to read out when we eventually, hopefully the next week, record our bonus Simpsons episode for Corey for Mischief Night. Um, so we'll read those out then. We had a lot of really lovely responses over on the Facebook page to our New Year's message after someone contacted us who... Um, I'm going to continue their anonymity, um, but they'll be listening and they know who they are. Um, a few people actually uh, reached out with some really lovely heartfelt messages for, for me and Key. Um, and that kind of encouraged a, a big outpouring of, of, of kind of equal sentiment. So um, we, what, what, do you, what do you say, Key? Should we read them out another episode when we've got a bit more time? Um, whereas I don't want to gloss over any. Um, we are currently running at like one hour 13 minutes so we're pretty full on already and I've got to edit yeah. this in two days <laughs> I, I think what we could do as well because we're so close to the end of the season save some yeah we could what we could do is we could have our, when we do our end of season roundup I'm so excited for that is we could have sort of like the very sweet sentimental like really nice messages that because um, that's like a nice way to end the season a little bit then with that that's nice thing, maybe. I like that so, yeah, let's, yeah let's do that um, okay, so the first comment from Attempted High Five. I have no real contribution other to say I'm going to make a coffee donation for a view of an ep of Bone Kickers, which I think Key has mentioned when he, he'd already seen this comment in a previous week. Um, I will enjoy angrily commenting Attempted High Five being an archaeologist, I believe. So she's, uh, she, she's got some comments there. Although I have to tell you guys, I recently told my somewhat Fraser ignorant sister an entire story that took place in our local Cafe Nero. But of course, I kept typing Cafe Nervosa instead. She asked if I was watching too much Frasier. Wow. Someone from the UK then. I mean, they were, I think we knew that anyway because of Bone Kickers, but Cafe Nero is very UK-y. Um, yeah. And what I will say, Will, is if the, you are, if you are unable to find the episode of Bone Kickers, I have it on DVD. Oh, my. <laughs> You're that much of a fan. You have it on DVD. What? It's only six episodes, but yeah, you can get like, well, when I bought it, it was like five. Um, insane. I don't know if, they, if you could get it anymore. But, um, wow. Great show. Love it. Great show. Um, next up, we have a Noms Bunny. Um, hey, guys, I'm a new listener of the podcast, and I love it so far. I'm on episode seven right now, and you guys mentioned that you're not sure what car Niles drives. Um, not sure if you guys have already uh, reached the parking fee principle episode, but Niles drives an Audi. Um, in the episode where Frasier is arguing with the parking garage fee person, Niles says he drives an Audi and would have paid $2 long ago. Ah, there you go. Um, I, I'm just trying to find... Thank you, Noms Bunny, for that, by the way. There's another comment I'm trying to find, and I can't remember where it is, but someone said their cousin, I think, or possibly brother, either called Niall or Miles. Do you know which I, I'm on about? I think, because you sent me the wrong link for... You sent me one of the, a different Reddit, didn't you, this week before we started? I think, I think and so. And I think that's the comment at the start of that one, so I think it's... Okay. Um, I'm just going to briefly paraphrase and probably get to it in another episode, but they basically, they wanted a shout-out for that for that relative because they've never finished the show because they get too scared and sad about re-watching the last episode, which is way more common than I, any of us I probably do this think. with TV yeah. shows. I, yeah. I, I've been known to do this, um, and on, I've maybe watched it the first time around but i'll avoid it in future rewatches yeah. um, i've seen like the last episode of frasier the last episode of friends maybe once and that's about it 
Really? Because he gets. I, get, I don't want to add so much pretend The, the friends doesn't. one in particular is pretty hard hitting, actually. Um, yeah. As is Frasier's, obviously. But um, so yeah, that's that's somewhere out there on Reddit. Mischief Night, great ep, gents. I'm already on my third showing of Home Alone Two. Easily my favorite Christmas film. Probably mine as well. I quote Tim Curry. Oh. Every line Tim Curry has in that film. You're not a Home Alone Two fan? No, I like it. It's not my favorite Christmas film. It's, well, it's I, think a it's a good, I think it's a good film, one. It's but it's not one. my number one. Like I um. I, I, did you watch? I know I recommended Klaus to you a few weeks ago. You did. Okay, you know me. I, I didn't get around <laughs> to watching it, but That's... I I ate sausage and beans from a can. I forgot Ooh, to tell you about a go? week ago. Surprisingly good. Yeah, they're good, the so aren't they? Which which brand did you buy? Heinz. Oh, mate, what no, was the no, bra- no. what was the brand you always oh, told me to buy? Newgate sausage and beans. You Newgate. Can only, you can only get them at Lidl, and it's thirty five pence a tin. Mate, um, I'm not eating sausage and beans named after a gate. Okay, that's not <laughs> going to be good. <laughs> um, but I really enjoyed them. They were a bit weird, a bit processed, but it was a good. Amazing. Amazing, mate. But sorry, continue back, Klaus. Um, yeah, I would just say, um, like as much it's it's obviously it's a recent film. It's only been out just over a year now. Mm-hmm. And it's a modern classic, and it's a strong contender already for my favorite Christmas film ever. It's a modern it's, classic, you say? It's amazingly good. Like, okay, okay. You you will cry watching it. I don't know if you're the sort of guy who cries at television, but you'll cry watching. I it. often want to and can't. Um, oh, you'll, so, get over, you'll get over the line with this one, mate. Like, there's not that many things that make me cry. Saving Private Ryan is one that I always think about. There's a particular monologue in Saving Private Ryan that ruins me um, every time. And Lord the of the bu- Rings Return the of the King. The bucket list when I was a kid was one that always got me. Oh, the bouquet list. The bouquet <laughs> list. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, Tim Curry, Home Alone 2, love it, Mischief. I love crabbing. Yes, I'm a kid at heart. And yes, you can have a fire on the ice if it's thick enough. We've done it before. And ice fishing can sometimes be preferable because once you're set up, there's less to actively do. So there's a lot more of the camaraderie aspect. I really, really get the vibe there. I appreciate that. Just sitting around drinking, disconnecting from the rat race and being mates. Honestly, that sounds amazing. And to me and Key organising a we're listening ice fishing cabin thing would be amazing. Key, Will is spot on about Parks and Rec. Season one is a shell of the quality of the reigning seasons. Gets better in season two and then increases beyond that. I'd recommend at least once, though I do rewatch it a bunch along with Frasier. The Office, that is so on my rewatch list as well. Shits Creek and the newcomer to my favourite list, What We Do in the Shadows. Huge fan of the film that that TV show is based on, by the way, um, if you've not seen the film, Corey. Agents in America fun bits. Never noticed until this episode that Nanette from Pet Chat has the same name as one of Frasier's wives. Yeah, neither have I, actually. N- Nanette is the Nanny G, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, Nanny G. Yeah, I think so, yeah. Second time in the life of Frasier, he was on the ledge because of a woman. In Cheers, he almost jumps when Lilith wants to separate from him, though I think this was already covered. Yeah, I, I remember this being mentioned in Frasier, but I obviously never got to that in Cheers, so I, I can't believe there's actually an episode where he's genuinely on the ledge. I've um, Apparently it's real. Yeah, I've never seen the episode of Cheers, but obviously... In the first season of Frasier, we have this very heartfelt moment, don't we, between Frasier and Martin. Where he mentions Where he, he mentions going onto the ledge and, mm. and thinking about jumping. There you uh, go. So, yeah. Um, Panda think... in the parlor next. I love this name. Uh, sorry. Right. Okay. Um, so, uh, yeah, Panda in the parlor. Um, it's funny. Whenever you mention the potential of alienating your American listeners, I chuckle to myself thinking, who would be so sensitive? <laughs> Cut to this week when you're <laughs> criticising Jeopardy, and I definitely felt some defensive stirrings. Oh, no. Um, but it's good to know Jeopardy isn't popular in the UK. Back home, I regularly fa- phrased things as a question, 
but I've been editing myself here because I wasn't sure if I'd sound like a lunatic rather than just a nerd. <laughs> now I know the answer is lunatic, and I'm glad I never went for it. Very much so. Also, just on jerky, it's pretty expensive back in the States too. The best is the kind you get by the side of the road on road trips. Near the Grand Canyon, I got a piece of beef that looked like a plastic meat toy, inedible <laughs> at first glance. But once we were able to infiltrate it, it was the best jerky I've ever had. And I regret sharing it to this day. Wow, I could really infiltrate as, some jerky right now. As someone who's never had jerky. Like, you never infiltrated some jerky? I, I, you're not selling it to me, to be honest with you. Like, oh, it's it selling looks, it to me. It looks like a plastic meat toy. Oh, Honestly, sometimes you just want to chew on one of those things, man. I think dogs have got a good good life i get jealous um thank you panda in the parlor alex t book seven put hello gents you asked about what it means for a sauce to separate in a fine dining restaurants many sauces that are served with meat or fish are emulsions a stable of mixture and fat typically in the form of butter and water-based liquids such as wine or vinegar often referred to as a pan sauce a properly made pan sauce is beautifully silky smooth and perfectly coats the piece of food uh when when a sauce separates the fat and the water separates as you correctly posited will leaving the texture of the sauce both greasy as well as thin and watery having worked as a line cook in many restaurants i can say from experience that it can be quite tricky to get it right but a properly made emulsified pan sauce is a thing of beauty wow and this person is also from our sister city birmingham alabama um, wow. which I absolutely love. And they're going to be from from henceforth known as our culinary attache. <laughs> Any culinary questions we have, and Frasier throws up a lot of them, we now have someone who's going to answer them. So thank you, Alex. Top I love that. that. That has genuinely made me quite hungry. Someone um, who just knows what they're talking about with food. Yeah. It's just like an unrivaled and passion. On, it's it's on genuine. People talk about food and they really know what they're on about. It sounds artistic to me. Oh like, man, it's like a canvas, time. isn't it? It's it incredible. Is so, and like the, the act of cooking itself is is so so much the same. And and I loved it there from Birmingham, Alabama, because I love Birmingham, Alabama. Like it, I just I love the fact that in in this in in Birmingham a couple of years ago they did this whole big campaign to advertise the city. Um, and they got it wrong and they put pictures of Birmingham, Alabama on all no, of the promotions. Oh, man. Sweet home, home Alabama. Alabama. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, um, who's up next? I think, is it Katie Brightside next, I think? I think uh, it is. Hi, guys. I've been absolutely loving the podcast and hearing your thoughts on each episode, which are very funny and insightful. I try to rewatch Frasier along with each new podcast app, but nearly always end up binge watching a few episodes at a time. I also really enjoy the tangents you go off on sometimes, particularly about football. I'm a huge Chelsea fan, but obviously love John Terry, so want him to be having a lovely time at Villa. Ah. Or about the books you recommend. I read How Steeple Cinderby Wanderers won the FA Cup and really enjoyed it, and I'm now halfway through Humankind, which is also excellent. Anyway, thanks for the time and effort you put into the podcast. It really is excellent, Katie absolutely amazing um i've realized i replied to this saying how much i loved that she 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 enjoyed the books and if she wanted some more recommendations i had to ask for them she then gave me some themes and i forgot to reply and that was two <laughs> weeks ago uh so katie if you're listening i'm really sorry and i will reply to that comment at some point if not just comment on a, on a future thread and I'll, I'll get there um because i can all i can recommend books till the cows come home yeah um, and in terms of I've, I've, as i told you just for a game i've just started reading christine by stephen king 
yes. which I am loving. So if you haven't read that, I would recommend it. So yeah, and I, as another huge Stephen King fan, I can co- I've not read Christine, and I'm going to because if Key's very, if it's good enough for Key, it's good enough for me. That's my motto. Um, but <laughs> yeah, I love, get that on a t-shirt. I love Stephen <laughs> King, um, so I'm, I'm going to get to that at some point. Um, Argle goggle Google Goop um, was sent quite a long comment, and we are pressed for time, so I'm going to read out these uh, their, their top five favorite moments um, from from breaking the from breaking the ice. Niles wondering aloud how a fish could be so dumb as to bite on a fish hook just as he pricks himself on one. Fraser suggesting that Martin replace the ice fishing trip with a matinee of the Iceman cometh followed by sushi. That's amazing. Nars' exhilaration at having urinated outdoors for the first time, and it is an you've you've urinated outdoors, right, Key? Uh, yeah, probably some stage when I was a kid. Yeah, some stage, man. I've probably <laughs> done it like multiple times this year. Um, I probably did it on a run or something. It's it's great, man. You got to do it. Liberate. Um, Fraser's dry sarcasm about the bed and bass, one of the finer fish-themed hotels. That is, that is brilliant. Yeah. And Niles, in spite of his Sergeant Niles of the Yukon Act, having brought his own sherry glass along. The way he spins around holding the sherry glass is it's like, oh, me please. Um, absolutely amazing. Uh, and a fair to forget is definitely an episode to remember. Looking forward to it. Cheers. So great stuff there. Next up, we have Obliaki Reps. Uh, love you guys. An American point of view for Breaking the Ice, episode 48. Ice fishing is popular in the States for many reasons. Our northern states have long, hard, cold winters, and many of us need winter activities to stay sane. Tents, cabins, and shacks are usually used, so it's not as cold as people imagine. Ice fishing derbies are very popular all over the country for both adults and kids. That sounds amazing. That sounds fun. Um, People love to drive snowmobiles and ATVs across frozen lakes. Very unsafe closer to spring, but people are that stupid. (laughs) Tasty, fresh fish. Um, locked out of the car, many Americans have AAA, which is the American Automotive Association. We pronounce it AAA. What do we? Um, <laughs> to get roadside help for flat tires, dead batteries, or getting locked out of the car. You have to show your AAA card, but you don't have to prove you own the car because you can use AAA for anyone's car, such as a friend or a rental car. Uh, they will unlock your door. But if you don't have a spare key, you're screwed. <laughs> Something so chilling, like you're screwed, followed by a smiley emoji. <laughs> I mean, uh, wait, so, so do you have the spare key in the car? Because if you've got a spare key in your pocket and you're okay to get into the car, you're not locked out. I maybe so, they, I think they maybe mean a spare key that you would like keep in the glove box to like use in the ignition, maybe. That sounds like a bad recipe. Like, that, I'm just yeah, the window. Don't, going don't to keep the a key box. in the glove box. <laughs> I'm trying to get my head around how that works. Maybe with rentals, it's different. Rentals maybe do do that. I mean, having never rented a car, um, I don't know what the vibe is. But um, yeah, an interesting one. Uh, and we've got two more to go now. Um, this is a long episode. <laughs> um, this is a long, and I've got I've got less time than ever to edit it. Uh, Miss Worcester, twenty-two. Hi, well, and Key, I was wondering if you guys could explain how we, as a new listener, have to submit trivia questions, send in thoughts or responses to you guys for the show. Um, I don't think I responded to this, um, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make sure I do now. Cam Winston or Mischief Knight comment their trivia on every Reddit post. Um, so if you reply to one of them and just get speaking to them, they have a little Facebook group full of people that write trivia for us each week, and they will add you to it, no problems, and you can add as many questions as you want. They'll normally send you send us one per person um, a week, if they have any. Um, so please get in touch with them. 
Uh, they put. I, I don't remember. Don't you remember how I discovered the podcast? But I've been listening to loads of them on Spotify for about a week now, and absolutely loving the Fraser community. Uh, I'm an avid Fraser fan. I've seen every episode of Cheers at least once or twice. Both excellent sitcoms, but Fraser is something I live and breathe. It's been wonderful listening so far, and I look forward to your reviews. Thank you both for producing a comforting yet super entertaining show, much like Fraser itself. Um, they actually co-wrote and directed a production for a theatre group last year, based loosely off of Nightmare Inn. Um, wow which is amazing and i don't want to spoil any surprises but when we eventually get to ham radio i wanted to do something not entirely dissimilar so if we if there's a chance of collaborating there then that sounds amazing to me um but yeah brilliant yeah i, I wish i'd been around to see that to be God, honest yeah, I know. I know. wow okay and uh, i think final comment is uh, cam winston hello boys are we well uh, by all reports, <laughs> when you read this, you will have recorded your 50th episode. So for, today, so for that, today's listener mail comment is about congratulating you two. It has certainly grown in popularity over the year, and I know for a fact myself and my fellow FFC members on FB are always marketing for you to help increase the listener base some more. The quality is ever improving, and the insights from the other listeners are always interesting to read. Well done, chaps, from me in New Zealand and from everyone around, everyone else around the world, you lovely men. <laughs> FYI, we're listening has a rating of 4.8 out of 5 on Apple Podcasts, so oh, that deserves an attempted high five. Not bad. Peace, lads, and as always, up the villa. Brilliant. I actually, we, we got a one-star review from someone. Didn't um, we? Yeah, but I don't actually know what the message said, just something like I would, it was it was like kind of broken English, um, something like I, I would prefer... I don't even know. Um, I, I don't. I don't even know what the. Client I would is. prefer this to be better. <laughs> okay. It was like it was like six, it was like six words long. Um, I didn't really pay much heed to it. I think maybe like five years ago or so, that kind of one star review would keep me awake at night. I would, um, I would love it if they went. I would prefer a Seinfeld podcast. <laughs> it wasn't. I've never seen Frasier. What's this about? <laughs> I would prefer if you to talk about my interests. <laughs> so um, I'm very sorry to whoever whoever wrote that one star, but I'm almost certain you won't be listening to this episode now. <laughs> so who cares? Um, but yeah, next week it is the Innkeepers, which I know we're excited for, and I know a lot of listeners will be as well because it's such a popular episode. And so then, yeah. I found the I found the review. Have you read it out? Do a read it out. Um, quite a lot of talk, not relevant. Um, <laughs> well, there you go. Having talked about uh, radio a lot, this this uh, it technically is relevant because the show is about radio. Um, but yeah, maybe they've got a point. Would would, <laughs> would prefer direct conversation relevancy. That's it. Direct conversation relevancy, man. It sounds like a metric oh. on like a psychological profile of us. I, um, I love it. Yeah. I do. Go. We go off on a lot of tangents. Give them we that. We do, so. man. We need, we need to strive for more direct conversation relevancy. Uh, but yeah, in Keepers next week. Super excited about that. Um, and yeah, until then, I've been Will. I should just say. Oh, shit. What are you going to say? Um, next week, in Keepers, they open a restaurant. It goes wrong. Relevant. <laughs> Is that Gordon Ramsay impression? <laughs> I wanted to give it direct and relevant. So that's oh, what I've gone with. It like a Gordon Ramsay impression. It's like it's like onions, pan, oil, done. <laughs> Delicious. That's what I thought you were doing. Um that was very that was very direct, okay. Thank you. That was very relevant. Uh, until then, I've been Will. I've been Kay. And thank you very much for listening to We're Listening. Hey baby, I hear the blues are calling Tossed salads and scrambled eggs Oh my And maybe I seem a bit confused 
Yeah, maybe. But I got you pegs. <laughs> but I don't know what to do with those tossed salads and scrambled eggs. 